Hi, and welcome back to Realism Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I am here with the sauciest of guests, Nick. I mean, I am tasty. They, they say fat is flavor. I'm not the most flavorful, saucy man you're ever going to meet. <laughs> welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It has been a year. I mean, it, it technically hasn't. It's been a few days, but we can no, go with the year. The last year, the last year. Do you realize we're in season four? So actually, no, I didn't realize that I got, oh gosh, my Facebook lit up and it was like, you know, such and such years ago. And it was like a picture of me recording with you at the Chamber of Commerce in Durand. And I'm like, oh my God. The first thing I thought was I was so thin. And the second thing I thought was my hair looks so good. But the third thing I thought, and this is the important one, the relevant one was Lord have mercy. It's been that long. I cannot believe it. It has. I mean, it, several times it's kind of hit me and it is one of those it's one of those moments you're like man we have been doing this for a little while now and but it's fun it doesn't feel like it's been that long i think the things that have been troubling or trying over the last year has been other stuff and we use this to kind of relax yeah i i would agree especially the last last quarter of 2022 is especially stressful for me and this kind of stuff helps me. I don't get to do it nearly as much as I'd like to, but it's definitely calming and fun. And it's nice to actually do something you enjoy versus uh, some of the other garbage that I filled my year with. <laughs> so I know you don't do New Year's resolutions. No. Is there, is, <laughs> which, by the way, I've adopted. I've adopted that mindset because you're 100% correctly. Can you I tell just... everybody your mindset? So actually, this is this mindset has evolved year after year. But I'm just going to put it very simply. I think that using the new year, new year, new me to like as a catalyst to change yourself with literally changing nothing except the number you use to date things is setting yourself for failure and disappointment. I'm not saying that people can't make changes. And I, I do believe that change starts from within that you are the only person responsible to improve your life and to to, to actually like be able be able sorry be able to be a catalyst for your own improvement and self-growth but i don't think that the marching of time in in this regard is going to be beneficial now if you want to talk about a march of time to help you change you would look at it this way we're not getting any younger every single day is one day closer to death and when we have time on our hands, sir. When we get closer to our expiration date, that should be all the motivation we need. And I'm speaking to myself more than anyone else because I am Mr. Procrastinate to change. I just don't think New Year's resolutions are a way to do it. Well, and they always say that there's always a better date that you should have done something, but the second best date is today. Yeah, of course. I mean, if we're talking about useful changes, I think that the preferable date would have been a date prior to the day you're starting. So yesterday, six months ago, a year ago, generally the moment you realize you should have done it sooner, that was the date you should have did it. But I mean, no one's perfect. Life gets hectic and busy. We, we all get wrapped up in stuff. How many times have we scheduled or talked about recording episodes and then the date? So there are, there are moments, several this year, where we both were so busy, we just kind of didn't do it. Not like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, we're supposed to record on Tuesday, and on Thursday, we're both like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah. just sometimes it life happens, and you just have to – all you can do is muddle through, bro. You just got to, you know, get on your get on your canoe and paddle along. So let's look at your 2022. No. What, what changes happened just from last year? 
oh, about four bigger pants sizes. And I'm actually, I'll be honest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ramp, rant, rant and ramble for a little bit. I'm astonished that I've been able to gain so much weight. I'm depressed about it. But I mean, like, we were so busy this year, you think I wouldn't have time to get fatter, but somehow I managed to work it in because I'm that kind of miracle worker. It's just, yeah. So this year's been crazy. We started another business, a, a meal prep company called Soul Box. The idea behind it was to, uh, you know, kind of help busy families out that are running all the time and don't have time to maybe plan and cook good meals for their family. And when I say good, I'm not talking about like perfectly balanced or, you know, like super healthy. I really just mean fresh food. I mean, not window food, not full of preservatives, not food that's going to sit there on your table for six weeks and not mold. I mean, real food. So we, uh, we started off with a small menu of like maybe 12 comfort foods. And then I've kind of expanded them up to about 25 things now. Plus I've added a, a different like a la carte options for sides and sauces and blah, blah, blah. And it's, uh, it's, it's been going really well. It's, it's still in its infancy. It's only, uh, I think been up for a month and a half, give or take maybe two months. I started it in around November. So it, all of November, all of December, and then here we are on week nine. Um, it's it's going well. There's been a positive feedback. Um, there's been a good buzz. I have a couple regular customers, um, one lady in particular. Uh, she orders two family-sized meals a week from us, and she just bought us a, a kind of a thank you slash Christmas housewarming present where uh, it's two different hard ciders because I do enjoy a hard cider every now and then, and then a gift certificate to a Orchard in Flushing, which is kind of local. So that was really sweet of her and very nice. That's going well. Kind of let the cat out of the bag about three seconds ago. We bought a house with the assistance of you because you are the greatest of greats. <laughs> yeah, we kind of fell into a new place to live. Uh, we bought my wife a car this year. Like it's been a, a year of shit for, for the most stressful year of my life. Um, when I look at it, it's been the most, I guess I'd say adulty year of my life. I've done more things this year in terms of what I would feel is moving my life in the right direction than I have in the last five years combined. So it's, um, it's been a crazy year as crazy as 21 was 22 ended up ending on a crazier note. And so I want everyone just to pop their popcorn and get ready because I'm going to be bananas this year. You guys just wait. There's, there's some there's stuff coming down the line. Yeah. We, we, we come out of COVID thinking, okay, Let's just sneak into the next couple of years. And that's not at all what any of us did. Like, it was almost like having time out just kind of changed the world for us. But, and I, you know, it's amazing how much change can happen in such a short period of time. And here you are, you were, you were already building tasty bits, which had its, had its moments in this season because of, you know, inflation of prices and trying to deal with different things and, then moving into Soulbox and, and doing these things that are your passions. Myself, uh, I've I've been constantly working, you know, on Dabble, my sustainability stuff, my speaking engagements, my opportunities. You know, meanwhile, I was promoted at work. And I know your joke about if I think I'm being fired, I'm probably being bumped up. But it's one of these a, days, I'll be right. It's not a joke. It's one more occurrence away from being a proven scientific fact. <laughs> so it's not. It's not a joke. Anyone listening to this, there is we, we, what we call the Michael Nazarian rules of promotion. If he feels like he is about to be fired, if he feels like his place in a company is sketchy or shaky, that means he is one promotion away or one meeting away from a promotion. Because only my brother can confuse 
good performance with I don't think I'm doing good enough. Um, this is the same guy who thought that he wasn't doing good enough, and then when he had his rating, they they rated him at like a, like a four point one or something or a three point four. Essentially, his uh, his uh, higher ups told him he was doing the job of three people. So it's it's. It is a proven fact. There is the Michael Nazarian rule. It, it, there's no getting around it. Um, it's true. Well, and I do worry about getting our schedule down to be able to do our shows. So we may have to start pre-recording a, l- a little bit again so that we can be a little more consistent than we were in 22. Yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, so I'm going to learn a brand new job. I'm no longer in charge of a handful of parts. I'm now in charge of a full system. And so there'll be a lot of learning to go. And if, for those of you out there who don't apply for jobs because you don't believe you're are a hundred percent qualified. I just want to let you know, since I've graduated college, every job that I've received in engineering, I didn't even know some of the basics when I took over the job. So make someone else tell, you no. always apply. I, I support that. Um, there's a, a, a line from a Bon Jovi song from the eighties that says, I'm going to live while I'm alive so I can sleep while I'm dead. I agree with that. The older I get the actually you kind of said it perfectly coming out of COVID. Um, if, if COVID showed us nothing, it showed us how, how much it sucked to be locked down and kept away from something you didn't like doing. Most of us don't like our jobs. Honestly, most people, if we're like the average it out statistically, don't really care for their job. I'm not saying hate it or miserable. They're just kind of like, eh, pays the bills. I despised my job and I despised my employer. Well, I'm never going to have that problem again. Yep. You've built your own job. Mm, I'm going to be continuing to build more. A couple of things that happened in 2022 for me is that Dabble started to get close to paying for itself. Oh, Dabble's awesome. It is the whip. I, can, I want to talk to you about a Pokemon tournament at the end of the month, but we'll get to that later. Okay, so we have tutoring for kids starting to pick up. There's some local tutoring centers that charge a a large amount. And don't get me wrong, they do more things. They have reports and fancy paperwork to to show progress. We We don't do that. And so I was talking to a parent yesterday and she was showing me all the stuff from the from a local learning center. And I said, I I, I do want to look at it. I do want to see this because I want to see what they how how they are rating your child. But remember, this is their sales pitch. This is the before and after photos. As long as they keep showing improvement on these papers, even if it's small, you'll keep coming back. My job is if you're trying to get a kid to read better, the next time you go to the grocery store and you tell them what to grab, they get the right thing. I'm not going to write you a report. You need to see it in life. And since then, we've had multiple people leave that learning center and come over. And we're starting to get a little busy with that. We have, obviously, other events and Dungeons and Dragons games. And as you're talking about uh, Pokemon tournaments and just all these different events happening. We're going to do a Lions party here because, you know, Detroit Lions actually have a meaningful game in January. Yeah, I seen that. I, I was going to pick, I was going to kind of poke at you about that. If I remember correctly, a few weeks back, you're like, yeah, I'm going to have you cater it. And then I looked at the sign and went, there's, there's just nothing about food on there. So, and I'll tell you, yes, for the Super Bowl, oh. for the Super Bowl, I need uh-huh. to get a hold of you for that. Uh-huh. The reason why you didn't get a call for this one is it is not my event. Typical excuses. This is uh, one of our clients' events, and he's he needs to make a little extra money, and we're going to kind of work out something so he can do an event. And it would be a challenging upfront cost if you don't know who's coming. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm just giving you a little bit of grief. I actually talked right. him out of it, to be honest, but... If it works, then you know every single time he should he should talk do him one out of what 
having him have it catered. We don't talk people out of giving me money, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I did because it would it, it would be a very large upfront investment for him when he's trying to create an event to become an event planner. Super Bowl will be different. Super Bowl, you will be doing ta- a taco nacho bar. I'm glad I'm telling you that now. And then it'll be different at the door to help cover for it. So, well, I, I think that um, are you are you doing the Super Bowl one regardless? You're just going to do it. Yeah. When is the Super Bowl supposed to be? Around give or take February, first week of February. You should probably start advertising that now. The whole concept was we want to be able to help with this gentleman creating this event, and that that's why. It is the way it is, but Super Bowl, you're in. It's Taco Nacho. Oh, I will, I will taco all the tacos. <laughs> um, it'll be fun. It will be. I'm excited. So Dabble is doing better. We're finding what things work. We're finding the ones that don't. We're kind of moving things around. So that has been a little bit better. I do worry because my time is starting to get taken up more. But we've brought on some help, and we'll go from there. Some other things that have happened is I just found out, and I'm not sure if I should say it, the company, but I'm going to. We just found out that the Edible Landscape Project received another $2,000 donation. That's awesome. And that is from Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, who would like us to dedicate a spot for them that they will maintain. So they're going to give us $2,000 as a donation so that their employees can be a part of the Edible Landscape Project. That. So I'm super excited about that, and I think that sounds wonderful. I also think it sounds kind of peculiar and odd of all companies why Blue Cross would do it and why they, they're going to give you money to give their employees a job. Yeah, pretty much I, just to be a part of it. Could I, I mean, that I, being a gardener for Blue Cross would be like the coolest job in the world. You'd have the best insurance. You'd be digging in dirt all day. That's that's exciting. That was really amazing. I've always loved that program. I think that's my of all the all the accomplishments you've had since we've started this podcast. That's been my favorite, hands down. So, so I think well. it's, I think it's part of their healthy living uh, initiatives, and this is a way to get a, to be a part of a kind of a cool program. I think it's a donation. They're not purchasing the job. They they're donating and then requesting. Hey, Obvi- can you pick a spot for us and we'll maintain it? obviously they're donating i just think it's funny and sometimes i like to take words and you know kind of reshape them in a way that makes me smile even if it is outlandish and maybe a total manipulation of the you know the context yep and so another thing that's happening is i'm learning that me and sustainability have been slipping with with so much going on and part of it is when you leave a learning environment like college you're always thinking of new things you're always there with people talking about the same kind of stuff, and it makes it really easy. So I'm learning that when you're away from those environments, you can slip. So mm-hmm. part of this year is I've gone on, I'm now doing, because I can't always sit and read a book anymore. I just, I'm not making the time, if that makes sense. So we're doing audiobooks. I've started a list. I'm going to take all of these sustainability factor books and when i have the time and i'm just writing reports or something i can listen to an audiobook and i've started posting them on the site so as i as i read a book or i'm putting on some of the ones that i've really enjoyed in the past uh, on the on the green your your life page where we talk about like the product reviews i'm also just putting in some of my favorite books cuz i need to get back into that mode before i slip to a point where i'm just not even relevant and so this year a minimum of 12 books 
I'm hoping for 24, but a minimum of 12. So you're allocating about a month per book. And then if you have more time, you try to squeeze it in every couple of weeks. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it should. It's going to, it helps me remember the things, some of the things I already knew, but like the, the last book that I, that I just finished from Douglas, was it Talamy? They were talking about fractal habitats and I knew that, but I hadn't really kind of put it all together the way he did. And it was, it was good. I, I got to sit and think about it. I reran chapters and listened to them again and even wrote a short on it because that is, it is something that is general knowledge that should be out there. And well, that's what I need to keep doing. Well, I think that there is something to be said about uh, finding people in, in any industry or field that can articulate thoughts and ideas that maybe you already have had, or maybe that you would dictate as you already, even already knew, but they spend a lifetime learning it. And so when they do these books, I mean, they record these podcasts, they, they do they, some records an audio book. They put these lectures out there. All that information is articulated in a way that you can process it seamlessly. And so a lot of times you might feel like you already knew this stuff, but you didn't, you couldn't necessarily put it together like that. So it's, it is absolutely wonderful. Um, I do, there's a lot of psychologists and stuff I listen to for that reason because it's easier to listen to them. It's easier to listen to them talk about their life's work than for me to spend 15 years studying something. Right. But but also, and this is something that I, I want to put uh, really reinforce is that you're having a sponge out of water scenario. You know, when you're in school, you're completely saturated and surrounded by all these, these wonderful things and these, these experiences and everything is fresh all the time. And now you have to find ways to keep that going. You have to find ways to keep yourself immersed in this world because like anything else, your brain's a muscle. And if you don't use this, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And it's not to say you don't care about something, but as we've already said, life is busy. And sometimes you, if you don't take time, you don't make time for something, you don't get to do it. Yeah. And, and you can quite easily get sucked into the job and use all of your thought process on that side and kind of lose these things we enjoy. I don't want to do that. I want to take the time. It's just a small change that I want to do to continue to stay relevant. The other part is, is I'm also attempting to work with the forward party and their future leaders and hopefully in time be able to help some of these people who are being elected with understanding sustainability better, understanding kindness projects better, and even getting the party itself to kind of add it to their base. So far, it's going pretty well. I am hosting Twitter spaces on Thursday nights periodically to be able to talk to people about some of these factors. But I'm also, what's Twitter, that? Twitter spaces? Yeah, they've added kind of a group chat kind of thing where it's an cool. audio chat. Cool. And and I get to meet some of these people who are who plan to run in the future and they just kind of contact me when they have questions about sustainability factors. So that's another piece that I want to be able to develop moving forward because the more people looking at sustainability with the eye of efficiency, the the better it will be. I want to make it second nature. So it's not something that they do as a political thing, but it's just something they do. Yeah, you're looking for painless integration. Right. And then I also want to kind of start watching for all the conferences in the area. I want to start going to those if I'm speaking or just visiting. I want to start hitting all the sustainability conferences, at least in the Midwest. But I'll try to get to as many as I can at least once a year. But I would really like to get to most of them. 
Well, yeah, I think establishing a presence is something that you really need to do um, because, A, there's nothing better for new ideas than networking with like-minded individuals. I think that is one of the strongest tools you will have as you go on with all this stuff. If you can find people that even even if it's, you know, you have people that have ideas or people that have money and don't have ideas, but they like to fund ideas. And when it comes to sustainability, money is a money's our friend, Michael. And yeah, I mean, and look back at 22 sustainability factors got some money. Now, I will say it was one of the largest years of political greenwashing, but like I've written some shorts on several of the bills that were passed and kind of walked through why I wasn't exactly excited, like the infrastructure bill, or I think there was the Inflation Act, which was supposed to be a green deal. Those will put money into those environments, but as we learned, not in the best way. But you're right. Networking, getting there, getting people to invest is very, very important. And I, I'm irritated and I call it greenwashing from the federal government, but at least it is revenue going into the right place, even if it's not the right amount. Well, like you and I have said you know, many times, sometimes uh, the right things done for the wrong reasons are still the right things. Sometimes I think that with especially with politics, you just got to be thankful for the nugget they give you. Sometimes I, I don't I don't like politics. I don't like talking about it. I sometimes I sometimes I like talk. Sometimes I think, sometimes I think it's hilarious. But for the most part, when it comes to like something so so polarizing, it's just better to leave it off the table of discussion altogether. But when it comes to this kind of stuff, even if it is so polarizing, even if it is frustrating, it is good to see them putting some money in the right places then we might not agree necessarily with how they do everything but i mean you know with that being said i don't really agree with any decision they make so it is what it is any attention is better than no attention this is one of those things where any press is better than no press like we want we want people to pay attention so greenwash it all they want i mean get us something but i will continue to point it out and continue to hope that at some point we can push for good initiatives without some kind of backdoor deal yeah, so you're hoping for the the abolishment of politics. Um, I am actually. That is literally, that is literally what politicking is about. Like you, it's the the antithesis of compromising. So when you think of a compromise, what's a compromise? A compromise is where one person gets what they want, and the other person allows them to get what they want in a way they can't complain about. It doesn't mean they're happy. It just means that they're not throwing a fit. Politics is both sides getting what they want while all of us get screwed. See, and I think a compromise is when both people are slightly unhappy. Yeah, I mean, to some degree. I think that depending on your level of compromise and also the level of uh, disagreement we're talking about, that that could definitely be realistic. Now, when I do these discussions with Forward, one of the things that I'm constantly preaching, and it sounds silly, is take the politics out of politics. And I've proven, I won't say I've proven, Jeff and the whole team here in Durant has kind of proven that you can do that with certain topics. And that's what we want to focus on. So every time I'm speaking to quote unquote politicians, I ask them quite often, are you a politician? They say yes. And I say, that's unfortunate. We're looking for leaders. Yeah, I think that um, I think the biggest issue with any situation involving people is always going to be ego and politics. And I think they go hand in hand. I think that it takes a very, very special set of circumstances that that people will set their personal gains aside and actually do what is in the best interest of the population and the greater good. And it's so rare, Mike. It is so rare. 
Well, I think if we say it over and over and over, it becomes reality. So that's what I'm working with them on is doing a job instead of saying they'll do the job, earn the right to fix something by being halfway there before they start and ignore the noise and continue fixing. And that's hopefully something that they'll pick up on. And we'll see as time goes on. So looking into 2023, there's going to be goals. You know me, I have to set goals for everything. And I would like to make sure that we're consistent on the show, that we're getting you guys the content that you want and that you enjoy, that it's uh, well thought through, well organized. Now, I don't necessarily write scripts, but I write bullet points. So I do go through the research ahead of time. And hopefully you enjoy this show for a whole nother season because we love doing it. Other things I look forward to, I want to normalize edible landscape projects. I want to normalize those as, as many different places as we can. As you know, here in about, I think it's like 18 days or so, I'll be speaking to a, to a business in Chicago about edible landscape. I was approached last week about doing another one here at a local company discussing it. I want to normalize kindness, normalize a food jungle and food abundance. You had me at food. <laughs> I want to start normalizing the concept of regional foods and that it's okay to not get a pineapple in the off season because you really shouldn't have anyways. I want to be able to help others build like the bulk stores, come up with different ideas, create walkable cities. These are the things in the big scale that I, that I want to do. I'm going to do that through my education process or rebuilding my education process, going to some of these uh, conferences and meetings, and again, getting better at home. We've slipped quite a bit. Really, the only goal I have is to minimize what leaves my property and to slowly find better products and better things so I only buy it once and never have to replace it, like the Misto on the site. The I need to get better paying attention to the small details and making sure that when I when I vote with my money, that I do it the right way. So in 2023, I hope that Dabble grows and is able to help more people, that the Edible Landscape Project just becomes the norm in many different places, that I help become a, a voice for leaders, not politicians, and that we continue to improve the city of Duran for the residents. What are you looking at for 2023 this year? Well, I don't have anything that I can necessarily disclose at this time, but I will say that I am looking at starting a couple new projects. I am going to be looking at scaling Soulbox to a point where I will no longer need any type of financial assistance from any other employment source at all. I believe that from the, the analysis I've been doing that's meal prepping in this part of the country is a new thing, relatively new in terms of the business world. It's still kind of like, it's still starting to take off here. So I think I actually lucked out and started that at the right time. So I'm looking to grow that. I got some new projects I'm working on. They're still in their, their, their infancy. A couple of them are still theoretical. I haven't even really done anything with them, but I, I just, I want to, I want to keep going. I, I don't, I don't want to stop and be like, well, you know, catering company, that's it. Because it's not. Like, I have way more in the tank. Even if it just means I'm putting together business plans for other people. And to be honest, I've came up with these stupid ideas. Two, two of the, really, it's the exact same business model, just themed differently. And it started off as a joke. And the more I think about it, it's a great idea. Think about this, okay, Mike? How much do people in Michigan love Mexican food? Oh, very much so. How much do people in Michigan love hibachi places? Oh, uh, very much so. Combine them. 
Okay, <laughs> I'm serious. Take your hibachi setup with all with, the, with all the tables and the, the the flat top in the middle. You got this super charismatic cook, and we're gonna make it. All he's gonna do is fry up meat and bell peppers and onions, and we're gonna call the place fajitas. They're gonna serve you with tortillas, rice, and beans, and it, dude, it'll be in tequila. That place will be a gold mine. Like it's, I'm serious. It started, I said it being sarcastic and now I'm like, God, why haven't I done this? And we can, <laughs> we can do the same thing with the breakfast place. The exact same thing. A breakfast one actually would be the easiest one to do. We'll call it flapjacks. People get, you know, they meet up around the table. Some dudes making you cool pancakes and a flat top and you got eggs and hash browns. And it's the dumbest idea in the world. And I'm like, well, Waffle House works. Why can't this? Right. I'm not looking to open that. But I'm I'm doing comparative analysis right now to see if it would work. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm legit gonna try to sell the idea. I think I'm I I would like to expand on the consulting side of food service because I have a lot of ideas and I don't have any interest in pursuing myself. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It it's because a lot of them like like, like restaurants I would like to open someday take so much time and so much energy not to say that one day i won't want to do it myself i just with the catering company and now soul box i'm working on well i'm still working on an old book but i started a cookbook called 50 shades of mayonnaise that i would like to finish this year like it's just i have a lot of little things i'm working on and i i want to lean more towards the development of ideas and the encouragement of others that if i can do something that I find to be easy and I enjoy doing, then why can't I help other people with it? Right. And food is easy. Food's easy, man. It's they're Legos. Like flavors are Legos. So you just build things that taste delicious. And I would love to, to meet people that have a similar mindset and help them develop their ideas and give them insight as far as menu design and pricing and how to, you know, navigate the demographic they're going to be operating in. Cause sometimes Sometimes, no matter how much you love an idea, it's not always going to work in the area you're in. Right. Like if right. I were like going back to my sarcastic notion, if I if I was like, I'm going to open fajitas and I'm going to open this this open kitchen concept where we all people do is grill bell peppers, onions, and delicious chicken and beef and pork and all this stuff that would never work in one of our little towns. But you drop that in the middle of Chicago or Detroit or like like Novi or a big metropolitan area, dude. The, money is going to flow in like we're just going to be like oh my god as long as we're in the midwest <laughs> in the midwest bling bling but sorry i'm rambling i just uh i'm really excited about this year man i, I there's a lot i want to accomplish i want to spend more time with friends and family i want to i want to do more things that i want to make more memories and have more experiences and get out there and make a change in the world and i just i want to lose weight i want to see my toes again like it's going to be great it's going to be a good year yeah, that it's happy. I'm happy to see people excited about 2023. We're seeing less of those posts online, like uh-uh, don't call it your year, sneak in after the last couple of years. So that's what I'm excited about, and that's why I wanted to just do a, a show catching up. Who are we? What is going on? All that kind of fun jazz. It didn't have a ton of sustainability in it, but you know, it is what it is. 2023 has room for optimism. So anybody listening. No matter how your 22 went, 2023 can be amazing. We just have to put the effort into it and, and have the right mindset. So hopefully your 2023 has started out fantastic. And that's all we have for you today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or family or on social media. If you want to support realistic sustainability, I think you know this, five-star reviews, iTunes, it's the place. It seems to be one of the only places that allows reviews. And so... 
all kinds of different podcast places feed off it. So the more that's there, the better. And for those of you who already have, thank you. And if you feel like realistic sustainability is offering some kind of some value, value like yes, the word is value. If you feel like realistic sustainability offers value and that you want to help us out, there's a couple different ways to do it. If you go to greenyourlife.org forward slash podcast, there's a spot where you can support the show. There's people who do it for 99 cents, 4.99, or even 9.99 a month. And for all of them, thank you very much. We do greatly appreciate it. There's also a spot where we where we're doing reviews on products. So you see different products that maybe we've done a short on or books that I've just read and I just let you know how I like them. Well, if you purchase those books, we get a few cents from each of those too. So if you feel like you want to help give back, these are the places to do it. And for all of you, just thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And remember, we only get together each week to get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. I'm Mike. And I'm Nick. And we will see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? My name is Rob, and I'm the host of The Curated Culture, a weekly podcast dedicated to dissecting the latest and greatest news from around the world of tech and pop culture. Now, we all know the internet can be a busy, noisy place, so let us calm that noise for you. Join us as we discuss the latest and greatest topics from the people and sources that matter most. Check us out every Thursday as we jump into fresh, original content, new interviews, and a host of other subjects that we know you'll find interesting. So jump in whatever your favorite podcast app is and search The Curated Culture. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, we'll catch y'all on the air.